serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday. I go away for a couple days. You guys arrange a fist fight, kind of a slap fight <laughs> on the Oscars. You missed all the fun. I missed all the fun. And you came back to breaking news all day long on KTAR. I'm Gatos. Chad is back in the house. We've got Becky Lynn in the news center and Arizona's largest uh, radio news team. And we're going to bring you everything you need to know in the next four hours about what really now is four controversial bills that the uh, governor of Arizona has signed. All right. So let's dive into this. We've got a number of people that are going to be joining us on the show uh, to discuss this. I know a lot of you, you like some of these things. You're outraged by some of these things. We get it. We get it. Let's go through it. All right. So we knew that the governor had a bunch of uh, bills on his plate and on his desk, and we were waiting for him to sign it. And then in a, you know, a flurry, he signed uh, all of them. So let's go through the first one. We've got the Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, signing a bill banning abortions after 15 weeks. Okay. So roughly four months is what we're talking about here. So. It also seems that this will go into law. I guess it depends on what the Supreme Court does, the U.S. Supreme yeah. Court. So um, the the bill is signed. Ducey's going to put it into law. But right now, Mississippi has a law that's very similar, and it's being challenged in the courts. Now, if it fails, uh, obviously this bill that Ducey signed into law will also fail. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Republican lawmakers passing the bill, zero support from uh, Arizona Democrats, and let's go through two of the things that we really need to discuss in this bill, all right? The first one, you got 15 weeks. The first one, this new law now does not include any exemptions if you're raped or there's incest. To me, that's outrageous. Yeah, I find that to be, I, I find that to be kind of shocking and i think last year uh past 15 weeks i think there was only 635 abortions the majority of the 12,000 uh were done pre 15 weeks we're not talking like a ton but the whole and that's the thing everybody goes to it's incest it's it, what if you were raped right. i mean how many of those were, were out of the 13,000 were that i don't know but it's still weird because even some of the harder right right states put those kind of protections in in case of you know incest or or, yeah. or rape i mean i also want to say this this is not an easy show to do to talk about abortion to talk about we're going to talk about transgendered kids um but you know um if this bill what it does is it, it, it'll punish a 12 year old if she's raped by her father i mean we're just gonna have to rip the band-aid off and go i mean this is what we're talking about that's incest and you're pregnant and Ducey says now you can't get an abortion well, if you're 12, I think there's a lot of probably things that are go on. There's got to be some. I mean, you got to dig deep into all the bills, find out what else there is, and remember this. But I mean, is, that's the situation we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, well, in theory, you want a I disgusting mean, situation. It that's is what absolutely we're talking disgusting. About. Uh, but you got to dig deep. Is there is there protections? And this is not. But the punishment side doesn't come to 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 the woman. It comes to the doctor. Okay, we'll go to we'll go into that part now. The doctors who perform the procedure. After the 15 weeks, uh, would be subject to prosecution for a class six felony. So that's a low level felony crime. Uh, it might result in the suspension of your license. Yeah. So, um, 
the bill makes it a crime for a doctor to perform an abortion after 15 weeks, but it would prohibit the prosecution of women for receiving one. So if you went and you got your woman, you went, you got an abortion after 15 weeks, you're not going to get prosecuted. The doctor is. All right. Is that kind of similar to the Texas law? Kind of, yeah. They yeah, go after the, the doctors? They go after the doctors. All right. So that's the first law. I just find that, you know, I understand everybody, you know, everybody has their, um, their, their beliefs about uh, abortion. Uh, but, I mean, I think, this, I think that this bill punishes the victim if they get raped. That's how I see this. And I think that's terrible. Um, I think if you're going to put a bill like this through, you have exemptions for rape or incest. And Ducey should have asked for that, but he didn't. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the thing. I'm like, there's got to be there's no way there's not. How is there not some sort of exclusion for that? Right. In this, uh, you know, you know, now if you're raped or there's inc- and you do it before four, 15 weeks, you know, that's that's we're not saying if that, oh, you got to keep it because you're raped. But the, how is there not that after? Right. That's yeah. that. I think that's a fair question. All right. Let's go to some of the other bills. So we've got um, the delay of irreversible gender reassignment surgery until the age of 18. Okay. So you it, let's say that your kid says, hey, listen, I believe I'm transgender. Uh, you can still get the hormones and the puberty blocking and the hormone therapy and all that. You're not going to go off any prescription medications they're taking, but uh, you're going to be blocked from getting... Uh, the actual surgery. Listen, we've said it on the air. I think you and I are the same, the same kind of on this one. Uh, if you're seven years old and you're begging your parents for a reassignment surgery, you ain't getting it. Not for me. Uh, no way. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. I have no problem if you want to be transgender. I have no problem with that at all. But not yet. I think uh, you got to go through. Uh, you know, you got to grow up first, you, you, and yeah. then let's make sure that every let's make sure that you want to continue. Let's make sure that your feelings are real, and um, and you want to be. You know, if you're a girl, you want to be a boy. We, we can take some time with that, depending on the studies you look at, right? And there's a thousand of them out there. Everybody will quote their studies. Anywhere between seventy five and ninety four percent of people who who identify I- I- younger as trans eventually go back to their assigned sex at birth uh, or their original sex. So I don't think we should be given. I, I worry about giving hormone blockers yeah. and, and stuff like this, especially young children. My son's 11. If he comes to me today and said, hey, man, I want to get inked up, Dad. I love the I love you got tats because he thinks tats are cool. Uh, I have news for you. If I take him to get tats, I'm in lots of trouble. Yeah. Right. And that's something that you can fix. A lot of the stuff you can't fix and the stuff that you start doing to your body at that age, mm. you know, they're not going to let you. I mean, if you're nine, you're making a life choice. Correct. Correct. How many other nine-year-olds make life choices? I, I, I'm with hey, you. I think we should move to uh, Seattle, Dad, because they got rain and I like rain. But I'm with you. But why do you need a law for it? Why can't I thought I thought Republicans like to let parents make the decisions? Well, it depends. Apparently not. It depends not because here. there are states right now where you know I mean there's a big case going on in California where the 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 school kept uh, it from a parent that their child was transitioning and doing stuff and that child killed themselves and the parent was not allowed into it because they said well you would have come down on the child so we felt it best to protect the child from you mm-hmm. so i think in, in a lot of these laws like with the transport yeah let's go into we that. look at leah thomas and we say come on that's not fair okay let's go into that one 
So basically, in public schools, private schools, if you are born a boy, no matter, you know, you go, if you're a transgender, what have you, if you're born a boy, you're playing boys sports. If you're born a girl, you're playing girls sports. Okay. Uh, that's really the only simple way I can do it. Girls who used to be boys, Chad, yes, yes. cannot play girl sports. Do I have that right? Yeah. So if you were a girl yeah. and you transitioned to a boy, you a still boy. have to play. You have to play on right. your, your, your quote unquote assigned birth. Right. If you're a girl. Who used to be a boy, okay? But now you're a girl. You can't play in girl sports. Um, here's the thing with that. Uh, since 2017, the Arizona Interscholastic uh, Association said this has happened with 16 kids. Yeah. So I don't know why we need it. Uh, you just said it. Transgender kids have a higher rate of suicide. Um, yep. The Leah Thompson thing is an anomaly. Uh, and it's unfair, if you ask me. Totally yeah, unfair. But I think that, you know, you could have schools make the right choice and say, hey, we, we see what's going on here. It is unfair, so we're going to do something. I think we're punishing kids whose lives have been very confusing. And I think that some of these trans uh, kids like to play sports. It helps them move on with their life, and now we're hurting them do that. And it's not an issue in Arizona, so it shouldn't be a law. No, no I, it should have been a, a case-by-case basis. I, I had zero problems if the, if the school districts would have made some sort of cases, and there's going to be lawsuits. Uh, you know, it, it's again the the Leah Thomas thing is an absolute anomaly. Uh, but if you don't get in front of it, like a lot of people say, next thing you know, especially if everybody is apparently trans, because the Gen was it Gen Z, twenty uh, percent of them identify as trans, so it would be bigger. We know that's not really the number. Right. That's insane. Right. Uh, to think that that's the number. That's but not the number. This, you know, I mean, Utah just had a ban where the governor didn't sign a bill like this. He's like, we have like four kids that have had this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get much more into this. We're going to break it down as best that we can. But coming up next, Putin is losing the war and he doesn't even know it. We're going to talk about this. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, a lot to get to today. Uh, we just talked about the three to four bills that Governor Ducey signed. We're going to go back to that in about 10 minutes. Um, but one of the other stories is, uh, you know, we've talked about this at, at great length. Uh, Putin, Putin has no idea he's losing this war. Now, why is that? I mean, are his military uh, people not telling him the truth? Are they scared of him? Are they worried that if I tell him the truth, I'm going to get poisoned? Uh, joining us from uh, ABC News, Andy Field is working this story. Hey, uh, Andy, why doesn't, why doesn't Putin know he's losing? I don't know. He might have Hogan's Heroes Sergeant Schultz working for him. Right. Uh, it, it's just it, it's insane. Apparently, U.S. intelligence believes that, that Vladimir Putin is being misinformed by his advisors. They're afraid uh, that they will be banished and fired, or worse, if they tell him the truth. And this is all based on declassified uh, intelligence that the U.S. is now released. It says we have information Putin felt misled by the Russian military, and there's pers- persistent tension between Putin and the Ministry of Defense stemming from Putin's mistrust. Uh, he doesn't even know his military is uh, using and losing conscripts in Ukraine, showing a clear breakdown of the flow of accurate information to the Russian president. Uh, so that's an interesting development here. The Pentagon had a, a briefing about this today, saying it's very disconcerting if the military is afraid to tell its own leader the truth of what's happening on the battlefield. Well, I mean, you got to think about who it is. Remember Stalin, what he did with his battlefield generals uh, and, and his generals at home, essentially. You know, you'd be shot on sight if you ordered a retreat, things of that nature. Uh, but, you know, there's an interesting article out today talking about 
what if we're all miscalculating it, Andy? What if the reality is is he's doing everything he wants to do? He knows exactly what's going on. He did the same thing in Grozny where he had him regroup and they looked like they'd been beaten, beaten just as bad as this. Then he pummeled them into submission from a far distance until they gave in. It's hard to, when you hear intelligence and we did this, how do you believe when this guy is the master of deception? Well, we don't know. We we don't know that. But of course, uh, the U.S. has been pretty spot on in terms of predicting what these next moves will be when he was amassing all these troops at the border. And, and President Biden said, yes, he's going to attack. And so that's ridiculous. He's not going to do that. And of course, he did. Although the U.S. also the U.S. intelligence also predicted that Russia would roll over Ukraine in a, in a matter of days. And that did not happen. Uh, I think even the U.S. was surprised by a lot of these troops that many U.S. advisors had trained about their tenacity and their fierceness in fighting back. And certainly they have the equipment to do it because the U.S. has applied a lot of that as well. So uh, it's an interesting point. They have pulled back, at least on the ground, outside of uh, out of Kiev uh, a bit. But as you mentioned, the artillery strikes and the airstrikes continue on Kiev. Mariupol and other major cities, as some of these troops seem to be consolidating and pulling back toward the northeast in that disputed area where, by the way, a lot of people forget this, but in the northeast of Ukraine, there has been a war going on for nine years, Hmm. and not just a month, nine years where the separatist forces uh, that wanted to align with Russia have been fighting Ukrainian forces to say, hey, we want out of this place. All right, Andy Field, ABC News, thanks for the update on Putin. Appreciate it. Thanks. You know what? The, uh, the a very interesting article, again, it was in the uh, Washington Post talking about the fact that this guy is the master of deception. He probably knows a lot more than we think. The games that he plays is amazing. He did the same thing in Grozny. And if he walks out of here with the Donbass region, some of the eastern parts, he gets another port and a warm water port, and he gets the second largest natural gas mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, area in, in Europe. That's a win for him, and we can't let that happen. I don't think he's as smart as we think he is. I actually I disagree with you. I think that it's for him it's been a mess. Uh, he's, he's ruined his own country. Nobody wants to do business with him. Uh, soon people are going to be starving in Russia. They're not going to be able to get food. They're not going to uh, and, and the war is not going well. I mean, you can, you know, there are, there are different countries. It's not just us and CNN or Fox or MSNBC that are, or NBC or what have you that are covering this war. There are people around the country covering this war. He's losing the war. Well, I and think so he, I don't think he was ready for this. I think he thought it was going to be really easy. I think easy. he underestimated how the world would get on behind Ukraine. Yeah. As opposed to nobody cared about Grozny and Chechnya compared to, to this. Did he so, think the world would turn on him like this? No, I don't think so. Because well, nobody I mean, ever turned smart, on him before. That's he's the not thing. as smart as we think he is. Well, <laughs> But if, dangerous. if you do stuff four or five times and nobody ever punishes you for it, why would you not do it a sixth time? Well, yeah, I mean, but this is a big country that nobody did over. Georgia, nobody yeah. did Chechnya, not once but twice. Nobody did anything in Syria, really. In terms of size, this is the Ukraine is much bigger. Yeah, much bigger, yeah. much bigger, and it's a much bigger force, and it's a much bigger job that he wanted to go in and do. Uh, I think he, I think he totally missed it. I don't think he. I think he missed. He's just about missed everything. But if he, he walks so, out of here and there's a north and a south Ukraine, and he essentially gets to keep portions of he want he wants. That's not what he wanted at the beginning. He'll probably. Well, that's take what not it. what he said he wanted. Yeah. But if he walks away with something like that, that's kind of a win for him, and we can allow that to happen. All right. Coming up next, uh, we've got 
uh, Governor Ducey signing three controversial bills. Another bill he just signed came down about a half an hour ago. We'll talk about that, too. Well, Arizona's new abortion law, if you just joined us, no abortions after 15 weeks, no exceptions for rape and incest. Will Arizona's new abortion law end up in court next? Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right, we got three big signings from Doug Ducey today. The governor of Arizona signing three very controversial bills into three laws. So uh, the first one is that he signed a bill banning abortions after 15 weeks, and there are no exceptions for victims of rape or incest. Just to me, that part of the bill and the law is just cruel. Um, You know, I gave the awful example. If you're a 12-year-old girl and you're raped by your father and it's past 15 weeks, you're going to have the child in Arizona, I guess. Or you have to go to another state, which, you know, I think you're going to find a lot of that. So I understand that we're trying to protect the lives of the unborn. I'm all for it. But are we protecting the 12-year-old? Does this law protect the 12-year-old? No. No. Um, so that's my problem with this one. Joining us now is Barry Markson. He's uh, one of our legal analysts here at KTAR. Barry, what was the old uh, abortion law in comparison to the new? So the old abortion law in Arizona, it's it's changed like somebody who adds onto their house a few times every few years. Uh, the basic law was you could have an abortion when the until the, the fetus was viable, which has generally been accepted to be about 24 to 28 weeks. Okay. But there were a whole bunch of other laws that said in 2019 only a doctor can perform um, an abortion. Uh, they had other limitations where there's a 24-hour waiting period. Women had to be shown all sorts of medical literature before they could have an abortion. They had to provide a whole bunch of their medical history to the state before they could have an abortion. But it was 24 to 28 weeks was the operable time. Okay. Do they still have to go through the, the 24-hour waiting period now that it's for, uh, 15 weeks? I believe so, but I, I don't know that that's built into the new law or not, or that this law does anything but change the timing of it, uh, Chad. So The other thing that this law does, by the way, is it makes it a felony for a doctor who does an abortion in Arizona. So so let's say a doctor is faced with something where they think it's life-saving, a life-threatening situation for the woman or some other circumstance. The doctor does it. Somebody disagrees. That doctor can be charged with a felony. Yeah, because I think the, there is one there, there is one exception if if the woman is fighting for her life. But then right. you're right. It, it could come to, well, now we're going to have to go to court to, to decide that. The doctor's like, hey, I, I thought I thought I decided that, and that's why we did what we did. Barry Markson is joining us, uh, KTA, our legal analyst. Does, does that, Barry, though, that's if the prosecutor, so let's say here, uh, the prosecutor decides, I- I'm not going to charge uh, he or she, the doctor, with that. Just because it's there, you know, we, we now tend to have this world of pick and choose what we will and won't prosecute. Uh, and you could still have that, right? Well, it's always up to the prosecutor about who to charge. Um, but I, I believe there's something in this law that uh, may require that. A lot of the bills that were passed today have uh, punishment clauses that require the attorney general or others to prosecute. But generally, Chad, you're right. It's up to the prosecutor to make that decision. The, the concern I would have is if it's if it's some if it's a case that's suddenly championed by the the pro-life uh, crowd. Is a prosecutor going to be able to stand up to that kind of pressure and not charge a doctor who did what he thought or she thought was the right thing? All right, so no abortions after 15 weeks, no exceptions for rape and incest. That's one of the laws that uh, bills that Ducey signed into law. The other one, in the most simplistic terms that I could put it in, it is um, trans children. Girls who used to be boys but are now girls cannot play girls' sports. 
I know that sounds like a really weird way to say it, but if I read the legal term, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stumble over it. No one is gonna understand it. What do you make, what does this uh, Arizona uh, uh, bill, uh, excuse me, law now mean for trans kids, Barry? It, it means it's pretty much what you just said, Gatos. It means that they can't they can't play sports. So right now, uh, a girl who is transforming to a boy or vice versa could petition the Arizona Interlastic uh, Interscholastic uh, Association right. to play a sport uh, as the other gender, not what you were born into. Um, I've seen it. It's either happened six or sixteen times in the last ten years. It, it almost never happens. Sixteen. We've never had a trans. trans yeah, we've never had a transgender person who's. Uh, really competed at a high level where we what we've seen with Leah Thomas, that's that swimmer that everybody points to. That's kind of a needle in the haystack kind of a case. So, but what this does is it completely bars those kids uh, from participating in team sports or or in any sport that's gender related. And, and if here's the thing, it's funny because as we talk about the abortion, there there's laws you know that are put in place. Uh, the question is, what happens? Like one of the other things is the 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 surgery. For uh, anyone under the age of 18, uh, is there any rules in there, any laws in there? If you did it early or something happened that you could be breaking the law and you could face punishment. Yeah, in, in that in that bill, which is now a law, uh, no one is allowed to you're not that surgery uh, for transgender uh, kids in Arizona is, is now it's against the law. You can't do that until you're at least 18 years old. And it's yeah, you can be charged. Uh, the doctor is performing, can be charged. The attorney general is required to enforce that one. Um, it's, you know, that, that one's interesting. I, I think a lot of people would agree that that, that that law might be in the right place. Even even transgender groups, psychological groups, have currently the age is 18, although some are support, reportedly going to reduce that age. Uh, but, but that one, yeah, it's just completely outlawed now, regardless of what the kid wants. Let's say it's a 17-year-old and the parents agree, can't do it. Um, so it's, it's it's an interesting discussion to have on that one, but it does take away the right of parents to uh, make the medical decisions for their kids, which generally we're fighting for, right? We think that's parents should have those rights. We're taking that away completely now and instead putting that putting in place of them the state. Barry, we've got about 30 seconds. The other bill that Ducey uh, put through today, it imposes new proof of citizenship requirements to register to vote. Racist! So, yeah, some people... <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, the, some people are going to say that's racist. Some people are going to say, why can't you just show, you know, your proof of citizenship? What do you make of that one? Well, number one, it's going to be there's going to be a lawsuit on it that's going to say it's unconstitutional. So I don't think it's going to go into effect this year uh, for this 2022 election. Um, it violates, some would say it violates federal law, uh, especially as it relates to people who've registered to vote on the federal form. So there's going to be an issue with that. It's also... It, theoretically, uh, it, people can still re-register, but for a lot of people, about 200,000 people in Arizona, they could be purged from the voter rolls as a result of this. The, the idea that if the idea sounds good. Only citizens should be able to, to vote, right? Of course. Uh, but the question is, what, what hurdles are we putting up? And why are we, for people who've been voting for decades, why are we now requiring additional requirements just for them to make sure they vote? And uh, but I think you're going to find a constitutional challenge to this one uh, filed here relatively soon. Gosh, Barry, because everybody knows that Trump won the last election because of the cheaters. <laughs> that, that's not right. <laughs> All right, Barry Markson, thanks, All man. Right. Appreciate it. KTAR legal Thanks, analyst. All right. Um, we're going to talk to Monica Lindstrom at the top of the hour. We're going to get her take on all these bills that Ducey has signed. Uh, but up next... Something that's happening concerning the Phoenix Suns that I don't think any of you heard about. Why are people showing up to the Footprint Center even when the team is on the road? Oh. It's coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. They're playing back. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. There's a phenomenon going on in downtown Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns, what, they've only lost 14 games this year, right? They really are almost unbeatable. Yeah. Um, so... I went to a game a couple of weeks ago. Went to the Lakers uh, Suns game. Uh, that was a pricey ticket, and I, I didn't have great seats. It was still a pricey ticket. A lot of people are going and watching the Suns play at the Footprint Center when the Suns are on the road. So the Suns are not in the building, but uh, the the entertainment value is. The cheerleaders are. I think the gorilla is there. I had a picture with the gorilla. On oh, really? I got a picture with the gorilla. Is that so? Uh-huh. You feel like a big shot now, don't you? I thought he was bigger. I thought it was going to be bigger. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. So you pay, let me get this right. You could watch the game on TV or listen to it on the radio. Yeah. But what some people are doing is, oh, well, the Suns are out in Sacramento. Well, I'm going to go to downtown Phoenix to watch the game. Suns aren't here. They're in Sacramento. Yeah, I know. But you get a... What's, the, the ticket prices probably aren't are, are this. It's a totally different way to watch a game. You're going to watch it on the big screen. Do they uh, charge you to go in? Wise man Steve Zinsmeister, should they charge you for uh, doing this? Weren't you and producer Pablo talking about going? I probably, yeah, I mean, it's a cheaper alternative, I would think. I was asking that same question. I don't know what the price is. Okay. It is a cheaper alter- alternative if you're going to the game. So think about what we talk about every day. Gas prices are high. Inflation is crazy, right? You want to go to a basketball game. You want quality entertainment other than this show. So what do you do? You pay a discounted price to go at the the, 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 the foot play center thing. And have a viewing party. And you have basically a viewing party. And you get to sit there with other fans and cheer as the Suns just smash whoever they're playing. Smash. And all the snack bars open. Yep. People yeah. get to work. Yeah. Right? When times when they when they wouldn't be working. Fifteen dollar general admission. That's that's an option. Are about. they how many people do you think they're getting? Wise man, see how many people they're getting. Like twelve thousand. That's huge. There's I mean that's a that's a great crowd for a team that's not in the building. Yeah, that's pretty I mean normally you see this right like when a team makes a run, yes. like a real run, it's deep in the playoffs or yeah. the championship, you might get, uh, you, you'll sell your building out or something like this. The World Cup is going to be this year. D- during the World Cup, uh, the men should qualify tonight. And if you guys don't, don't take the plane home. Hmm. Uh, it, it, the, you'll find they'll have viewing parties everywhere in like town squares. When I was in Europe, we'd go watch England in the town square somewhere. They'd have giant TV set up. But that was for big events. This is a game against Charlotte. Yeah, but now every Suns game has become a big event. That's the thing. This is a must-see team. And and so I kind of get it. You've got so many people that have rallied around this team uh, and some have been fans forever. Some are hopping on the bandwagon, but they're there. I mean, they're selling out every night. Hard to get tickets, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you want to go to a game? You want to experience the game? You want to be with the fans? You want to? COVID is pretty much over. Keep your fingers crossed. All that kind of stuff. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to downtown Phoenix. Pay fifteen bucks to get in, uh, and uh, and you know you could you could have a hot dog. You can you can have a beer, or and something. you can hang out with people, and it's you get fun. to cheer your team on yeah. and have fun and scream. And go! Wow, we're gonna go championship. My niece wants to go to her first son's game. Does this count if I take her to this? That's a great question, It's cheaper for me. Well, you know what it is? It's, it's a great you, question. What you do is we're dipping our toe into the atmosphere 
I see how you act at this one. If you're good, we'll go to the real one. There you go. I would take her to this one. It's cheaper. Does she really like the Suns? Is she a big fan? Well, well Chad will get you some tickets. We'll figure something out for yeah. you for you guys. We'll get you front row. Wise man. You going to go to this? Uh, you going to go? It says last year when they did this, because yeah. they did this in the playoffs, they got over 12,000 people per road game rally. That's what uh, they're calling these yeah. road game rallies. I think it's great. But it, that was playoffs. Yeah. And that's, again, playoffs are different. People you are get doing behind it right your now. team, right? They're doing it now. Yeah. People like it right now. Yeah. And th- this is not that's playoffs. That's how good they are. You've, right. already, you've already locked up the number one seed. You really don't have anything to worry about. It's not the big game game. It's... Just a road game against, you know, whoever. It's a, fun, it's a fun night out. Yeah. I will tell you this. If you get a drink downtown anywhere near the stadium, it's 15 bucks. I didn't know that until... Until I, you had a drink. Until, yes. Goodness gracious. You had yourself some drink. Coming up next. Um, no abortions after 15 weeks, even if you were raped in Arizona. Does this new law hurt uh, the state? We're going to talk about it next.